and welcome to the first edition of the podcast for the Christus Vincent Foundation, uh, an organization dedicated to funding uh, the resurgence of the traditional Latin mass community in the United States and across the globe. Uh, today we have Laura Dominic joining us, who was the photographer for the book Treasure and Traditions, as well as the author of the homeschooling book, A Plan for Joy in the Home. So Laura, thank you so much for joining us. Sure, thank you for having me. It's an honor to be your first guest. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, as far as first guests go, this is a real honor. So uh, let me start out with a question about uh, how you discovered the Latin Mass. Okay, that was an interesting journey. Um, we, way back, you know, way back in the, before we did this book, I think when I took the pictures for the book, I, like, I had only been to the Latin Mass maybe one or two times. Um, so I really didn't know a whole lot about what I was getting involved in. And um, every time. Yeah. And then, um, you know, at that time, more of our homeschooling group was, was kind of, I'm not sure if you're familiar with St. John Cantius, which is in Chicago, which is a big, um, you know, they try to bring back sacred tradition in music and in the mass. And they have an absolutely gorgeous parish. So that was becoming more and more known. So we would dabble in it uh, every once in a while, just because it's, it was, you know, a haul to get down there about an hour or so. So we would go occasionally, um, but there wasn't anything really close to us for a while. Then the uh, fraternities of St. Peter and Paul came in to our diocese, um, gosh, a number of years ago, and we had gone to, again, every once in a great while we would go, but the older my kids got and the more we just started to learn about our faith, my husband was really drawn towards the, the Latin mass. And so mm -hmm. um, we've been going there probably steadily for the last year, I would say, because now we're only 15 minutes away from, from a parish. So it's wow, that's so convenient. It is very. I mean, where we live, we do have access. There's um, Institute of Christ the King Parish about an hour away. Then there's St. John Cantus, and now we have one 15 minutes from our house. So that is yeah, truly blessed. We're pretty lucky that way that that we have options. So so, so yeah. What, we so what do you find attractive about the Latin Mass, both uh, physically and spiritually? Um. Well, most of the parishes we've been to are visually very beautiful. Like I said, mm -hmm. just going into St. John Cantus really just draws you in because there's so much beauty in their, in the physical structure. Um, and I know that's not always the case, but um, I'm also, because I'm a very organized person, I, I like the um, organization. <laughs> The way everybody moves so methodically, it's, I find that very comforting. So like all the altar server, servers move and kneel and stand and it's just very, it's very well organized. So <laughs> that- Well, the sense of coordination is astounding. It is. And, and the one priest told us that they actually kind of have little altar server group competitions to see who can be the most. <laughs> so it is a thing. And That's I- I appreciate that. So that helps to calm me, you know what I mean, instead of having disconnected chaos or whatever. So, um, and then spiritually, it, it took me, it took me a while. 
I mean, you know, I've always grown up with the Novus Ordo. I'm a participant. I love to sing. Um, so the quiet was difficult for me. Um, but I'm learning to just kind of, and, and because I tend to be very, very methodical myself, I have to follow along exactly. You know, some people are like, no, I just go and I pray. I'm like, no, no, no. <laughs> I need to know where that priest is at. So <laughs> I respect that so much. <laughs> oh, it's taken me a little bit, but I just, I love reading along with the prayers. So mm -hmm. it's, it's a learning process for sure. I, I really think. I mean, somebody told us originally, you have to go at least 10 times before you can really appreciate it. So it might have taken me a little bit longer than that, but I, I'm, I'm getting, getting into that part of it more. So, yeah, it seems like the first time, five times you go, you're just taking it all in. Yeah, yeah, and it's easy to get lost. So, <laughs> yeah, but I remember the first time going, I just read the red book right yeah, through. Right. <laughs> exactly, that lovely little red book. <laughs> yeah. Which kind of brings us into Treasure and Traditions. So tell us a little bit about the book first. Okay, it's it's an absolutely gorgeous book. Talk about an improvement over that little red book. Yes, definitely. Um, Lisa did, Lisa Bergman, the author, and she did all of the layout and all the visuals. It's just an absolutely stunning book. And not only visually, but it's so full of information that um, after I got my copy of it, we, I sat down with my kids and that was part of our, our schooling is we just went through the whole book to learn, you know, more and more about the mass itself. And so mm -hmm. she did um, an amazing job. And I just remember when I talked to her originally about it. She's like, I just don't know how well this is going to, you know, how well this book is going to take off. And honestly, I think so many, most people have a copy. So it's amazing. Uh, just for the audience's sake, um, why don't you give us a bit of an overview of what it's about? It just goes through um, the entire mass. And I, because I've seen people bring it to mass as, as a, um, help and aid totally done so that. it goes through in order goes through the entire mass so it has all of the latin text all of the english translation it has um still photographs of what the priest is doing at particular points to help you kind of know where you're supposed to be it has drawings uh like that help you to orient yourself and then she gives you um a whole lot of information or to, to help you understand why what's going on is going on. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot of background, um, a lot of just uh, really good context. And you, so you did the photographs for the book. Right. Now, how did you meet Lisa and uh, become involved with the project? Well, we, um, a mutual friend of ours, introduced us. Uh, Lisa had been talking to this friend about this book she was putting together and saying she she was looking for a photographer. Then my friend recommended me, so we started talking about it. Um, but I'm thinking literally it was a year between our first conversation 
and when we actually um, got together to to get it to get the pictures in there because she had run into you know like every big project there's always you know things that delay you and uh, so I happened to run into her about a year later at the home at a homeschool conference and <clears throat> I asked her what the status was because I hadn't heard from her and she's like well I'm still looking to do it we ran into a snag <clears throat> with getting lighting because um, I do a lot of outdoor photography I didn't have indoor lighting but I just kept praying about it and she called me up she's like I found some lighting you want to do this I'm like sure that'd be great so yeah we we finally were able to work it out but it was a long process for her and then for me to get involved so wow that's a cool story so how did you uh let's back up a sec how did you become interested in photography um well i'm sure god had something to do with that because it was i had never had really thought much about it i my husband had a camera and i used to kind of pick it up every once in a while so one one year for our anniversary he got me um you know the the digital cameras were kind of just getting to be a big thing at that point so he got me a camera and then the next day um a, a couple of my older girls were involved in a, a dance and theater troupe and they were putting on a performance so what a way to get involved in photography is to take your new camera that you have no clue how to use and go into a dark theater and take pictures of moving people so that's like <laughs> Sure, that went really well <laughs> with no flash. So somehow, the the friend of mine, the director, said, "You know, you took the best pictures out of any ones that we've seen. Do you want to do this for us um, whenever we put on a performance?" So I'm like, "Sure, why not?" So I did that for many years. Just all their, all their, and they did large stage performances, and it was uh, it was a beautiful beautiful thing to be involved in. So I did that for a long time. And then just kind of, as I was getting more and more into that, then just started doing family photography or, you know, small event photography, just word of mouth mm -hmm. kind of, kind of stuff. But the, but the dance and theater troupe was an incredible challenge, but so very rewarding. Um, just in some, just the, the kids just were so beautiful and in their productions and everything. And it was just, yeah, it was a lot of, a lot of fun. So how was that uh, similar to working with Lisa to set up the photos for uh, the book? Well, so then when you have a bright church with a priest that's not moving, it's a piece of cake. <laughs> At that point, um, I mean, really our biggest challenge was making sure that there was enough light to um, so that all the details could be seen for all the mm -hmm. pictures you know that she wanted and and really at this point it was just like I said I hadn't been to too many of the masses at that point so I wasn't really 100% sure what but she knew exactly where she was going to be putting them and what she needed the priest to be doing so it was just a matter of what chair I had to stand on to get the get the right angle and, and the lighting. So she, so. so she coordinated uh, how and what to photograph. Yes. Yeah. Because okay. she knew, she knew exactly where she was placing these. You know, as far as in the context of the mass. 
so we just um you know set the priest up in in a certain position and then it was just trying to get an interesting angle you know so it wasn't just you know you didn't want it to be boring either you wanted it to draw people in somehow so i did a lot of yeah standing on chairs and small ladders and stuff like that but <laughs> so what was the location that you used and how did you decide on that location um lisa had actually found the church and obviously it needed to be a a church with a, a high altar and um so there's not a lot of those around here so she was limited um and unfortunately some of some of the more like really ornate ones that have the high altar still told her no that she couldn't take pictures there which was kind of disappointing but so i yeah so this was a, a good uh, i don't i don't know exactly how she found this particular parish you know if she knew the priest that was there and then even finding a priest who knew the mass i mean like i said at this time that time it, it wasn't well established in our diocese so she had to find a, a priest who knew the mass who was willing to do it and she had a hard time with that too so um so there were a lot of hurdles to yeah overcome. yeah but we eventually you know she found found this church it was very very nice and the priest I, I actually knew him from a few years prior to that so it was just it was a very nice uh, setup once we got everything put in place and how does how did the reception of the books it, it had a very positive reception how oh, did yeah. reception of the book um, shape your thoughts about the future of the traditional Latin mass especially in the United States I think especially when like i said we started going through it and and learning and and all of that um and that how fast it took on and how people kept talking about this book it it really was encouraging that that so many people were were willing to look deeper and to find that well like she aptly named it the treasure and the tradition in in the mass and see the beauty of everything. And so the fact that it was catching on so much and so quickly was very encouraging. So, and I love, like I said, I love seeing when people walk into, into, into church with holding on to their copy and flipping through it. I'm like, it's just really a neat, a neat thing. And I'm involved in a lot of Facebook groups and people are, anytime I get a chance, I'm like, yeah, I get this book. <laughs> It really is a primer for all ages. Oh yeah, it's so helpful. And especially in homeschooling, you just make it part of your religion curriculum and you're gonna learn a ton, so. So let's talk about homeschooling for a sec. You started the group uh, homes, uh, Catholic Homeschool Resources and then our author of the book, A Plan for Joy in the Home. Yes. So how did you, uh, tell me a little bit about how you got started with that and what inspired uh, the book you wrote. Um, well, I had seven small children, and <laughs> I was trying to homeschooling them all, so homeschool them all, and so you know it's a learning process. And but yet at the same time, I think especially when you're with your kids 24/7, um, you you need some kind of a creative outlet that doesn't have to do with them essentially. So I learned. <laughs> learn how to build a website and so I got involved in homeschooling you know homeschoolers on the internet and built this this um, 
the Facebook group and uh, and a website that just kind of shared what I was doing with uh, whoever was interested. And then because I saw, you know, I tend to naturally just be an organized person. And so um, I saw, and I saw a lot of people who were struggling with that because it's a lot to, a lot to do to keep your house going and your kids going and, and educating them. Um, you know, that's a, it's a lot to keep all those balls in the air. And so it just kind of developed over the years as I started putting pieces together myself. Like I said, I had started doing it as a workshop and that was very limiting because, you know, I could only go so far. So um, I decided to put it into book format. And then, um, yeah, so then I, and then I did a revision of it a couple of years ago just to kind of update things. And now the next step, which is where I bring in um, the, my blog, A Plan for Joy in the Home. And so I'm trying to get that all set up so that I can do um, video, video courses, much more in depth than the book about the different areas of your life that you need to organize. That's gonna be a great for all the new homeschoolers out there. Yeah. yeah, and because I think prayer has to be the foundation of your homeschooling, like both for your the mother and for the family. Um, I'm big on organizing your prayer life or even just getting getting it started. So that's gonna be a big component. That's um, interesting. How do you recommend a family organizes their prayer life? Because um, people would ask, well, what do you do for religion? And I said, we just kind of live it. And so we just, <laughs> I mean, we, we really got, our homeschool group was very much into group prayer activities. And so a lot of what we did had something to do with the church. Um, and I know not everybody has that opportunity, so you kind of have to work a little bit more at it. But we would just, we started developing, you know, prayers at meals and fighting kids during the rosary. And, you know, that's just... <laughs> wasn't easy by any means, but in going, then we, then we I went on a retreat once and the priest was like, well, you should be going to daily mass. And I'm like, but I have seven kids. And he's like, so what? <laughs> so we started That's doing that. Yeah. You know, so it just, it kind of just kept growing. You can't, you certainly can't do it all at once. So I always like recommend pick one thing and get your family used to that and then add a little bit more and add a little bit more. So, you know, as you're, you're kind of like, it's kind of like hiding the spinach in food, you know, you just do a little bit, a little bit more at a time. My mom is a, was a master of that. Right. <laughs> so just a quick tip uh, for the audience. How do you get seven kids to daily mass? <laughs> Because that boggles the mind. It is, yeah, it's, and at the time that he told me that, the closest church was 30 minutes away. And I was like, really? You got to be kidding me. And um, he's like, well, you're the teacher, aren't you? Aren't you in charge of the curriculum? I'm like, well, yeah. He's like, well, so what? Then bring, bring it into the, into the van with you and have them work on it while you're driving. I'm like, all right, whatever. So, so it wasn't always pretty by any means. I always like to say we had a 15 passenger van for a reason so that I could be up front crying 
on my way to church while my kids were farther away from me <laughs> and they couldn't hear me because you just, but eventually, and every time I would start to give up, one of the kids would be like, mom, it's time to go to mass. Why aren't we going to mass? And so they actually were the ones who kind of kept prodding me along. So it, I mean, it was, oh yeah, there, there's some stories, but um, I'm stubborn. So we just kept going. Well, that's a great example of you forming those habits in them. Yeah. And they'll all still pretty much you know, given work schedules and everything, they all still will go to daily mass when they get a chance, which is encouraging, so. So you've set your kids up for at least theological success in the long run. I hope so, yes. <laughs> well, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, before we go, could you tell us, uh, tell the audience how we can access your book, uh, sure. Plan for Joy in the Home? And that's actually the website where it's at. A plan, it's all one word, a plan for joy in the home .com. Um, That's where the book's at, the blog, um, and where most of my homeschooling stuff is going to be at. Hopefully and you have soon. contact information there, I'm yes. assuming. Yes. Yep. All right. Great. Well, Laura, thank you so much for coming on the program. We really appreciate having you as our inaugural guest. Sure. Good luck with and your endeavors. Well, thank you so much. And this has been the first edition of the podcast for the Christmas Vincent Foundation. Uh, stay tuned for more. Thanks so much and have a blessed day. Bye. All right. I think it's, let me. Yeah. Yes.